Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning. I am Heather Carroll, and I'm broadcasting today from John Paul II Parish here in Harrisburg, South Dakota. Father John Rutten has left the scene of the crime, so he will be back here just momentarily. There he I is. I didn't go anywhere. You didn't? Hello, everybody. Father John <laughs> Rutten, St. John Paul II Parish, Harrisburg, South Dakota. Thanks for joining me, Father. It's going to be a fun day. I love, I love days uh, when I get to host with you because they are all about the feels. And I love that. So I'm really excited to be here in Harrisburg. Father, we just got done with a beautiful Mass. Yes. But can we open in prayer anyway Absolutely. for Real Presence Live? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give thanks for the gift of this day, for the unique way in which you have created each of us individually and uniquely, called to live in communion with those that you gather around us, and called to recognize you who are present in that gathering. Might this time in which we open our hearts and minds be opportunities for us to say yes to you. In your name we pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So how's it going, Father John? Life is good. Yeah. Yep. It's not very often I get to start a morning with with. Mass directly before <laughs> yeah, Real Presence I Live. I, I loved know. it. I, was I like, don't do yes! good with those moments, though. Usually, <laughs> usually when I'd like to be, yay, you know, I get like super serious. So yeah. it's like, oh, are we gonna? How do we fit all this oh, in? So and yeah, and people and you know, it worked. Uh, it worked. Yep. It worked. And there are people coming and going, and you just saw parish life happen right in the midst I know. of it all. I love it. So, I love it. So for yeah. those of you that missed it, we are in the lobby, literally, of John Paul II Parish here in Harrisburg, South Dakota. I'm with Father John Rutten. Some of you might know him from Rutten Radio. And some of you just might know him from him being on RPL. Because whenever you're on, Father John, it's spectacular. Well, so I you got to live up to, to that say. now. No pressure. <laughs> I got to do Make better awesome. about Yeah, let's we got to lower this bar. <laughs> <laughs> Make it awesome. Yeah. It's, no. uh, it'll always be what it's going to be. So, right. Yep. Yeah. The good Lord does the heavy lifting. We just sort of bring ourselves and the spirit moves. And uh, fortunately, I can move with that. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, I'm excited today. We have uh, Dan Kolbeck on the line with us. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. How you doing, Dan? Doing good. Great. Good Thanks for joining us. Yeah, not a problem. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, Dan. Uh, let's see. So I guess I grew up here in Sioux Falls. Um, I have a uh, family, my wife, Sarah, and Preston and Michaela. Uh, both attend Harrisburg. Uh, I went through religious ed at uh, JP2. Um, see, I guess uh, I'm going to get into my uh, work. Essentially, I'm a uh, uh, director of operations for a... Uh, company that does basically software 
Um, we support uh, contact centers. Um, a lot of it is nonprofit and government opportunities. So, like this COVID response, um, we're doing a lot of work there as far as distribute, distributing the vaccines um, when people call in to schedule their appointments. Um, our software essentially handles that. So, hmm. interesting. Appreciate uh, helping out in that aspect. So, yep. Yeah. Well, and for those of you that aren't familiar with the Harrisburg area, um, Harrisburg is south of Sioux Falls, about, what, 15, 20 miles? Oh, two miles. I mean, it's like the yeah, two. The, the span of non-building, <laughs> non-building areas, <laughs> what do you, desolation, is like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so you really can't <laughs> tell the difference. But in Harrisburg, uh, Father John um, is has opened up a new parish yeah and uh dan's been a part of that i think from the beginning wouldn't you say dan i don't know exactly yeah pretty pretty close yeah yeah so uh maybe you could just say what it is that uh attracted you to saint john paul ii parish and sort of how your faith has um been impacted by your guys's decision to help take this missionary parish into new frontier yeah sure so Really, we recently moved um, closer to Harrisburg. Um, both my children attend Harrisburg as well. So having uh, religious education um, in Harrisburg and having the opportunity to share that with uh, their classmates was uh, a decision as well. And um, having religious ed on Sundays, absolutely a great idea uh, compared to Wednesday, selfishly. Um, like that aspect of it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, when you say Harrisburg, for the outside listener, what you're referring to is your kids go to Harrisburg school system, right? Yeah, sorry. Yep, yep. Yep, so you're saying, like, to join a parish where they were together with their kids that are going to school has been helpful to you. Um, How how, uh, would you say, at what point would you say that you recognized something more was being, you were being personally drawn into something more, uh, from this decision, so it seemed like a convenient thing, yeah. selfishly for Sunday re your kids. <laughs> was there a point where you thought, "Oh wait, <laughs> what? what no. this is for me." <laughs> no, I mean honestly, that's how it started, but then it grew. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, really, what I experienced, and there's a, a few things. Um, the community, I mean, uh, being a part of the parade, <laughs> uh, the fish fry, and then eventually the cannon, and we can get into that, but. Um, just a strong um, community, uh, a lot of um, close uh, relationships within JP2. And then, honestly, the, the simplicity and humility of JP2. I mean, we, we attend Mass in an auditorium, for those that don't know. But um, really what that does for me is that it puts focus on what's important. There's no smoke and mirrors put it simply mm-hmm. it's, it's really a focus on um what jp2 is what our faith is what being a catholic is um, well and i love the fact and, that you brought up that the simplicity of it because i i envision john paul to the second parish just being unique in our diocese mm-hmm. Because you do, I mean, if you we're sitting in an old bank, Father, <laughs> literally right now, <laughs> and 
We're sitting in an old bank that has been converted to the parish offices and chapel. Yeah. You know, and so, and that everybody has to be here for the right reason. Mm-hmm. It's not established. You don't have a building. You don't have a church. And so I love how you've brought out the simplicity of JP2 yep. because you have to be here for the right reasons. Yeah. I mean, right. in a way, it's like you look at the early church and they weren't like, oh, Jesus, I like the tunics you're wearing. And <laughs> you, you really, you talk my language. And, and uh, boy, you, uh, the people you hang out with, they got the right kind of sandals. And, yeah. you know, uh, I, I like, you guys all have pretty good jobs. And I like what you, yeah. it's like, no, something's there that's for me. And I got to stay with this or yeah. I don't. I'm going to lose something really important to me. And so in a way, that's kind of the same thing. They say, there's something here. I have to stay with these people. I have to stay with this location, you know, because you can go other places and receive the sacraments. Mm-hmm. And other places have life, too. I mean, I don't think it's just us, but there is a uniqueness in that. Yeah. There's not a lot of other things to hold on to, <laughs> except, <laughs> except there's a presence here. Like, the Spirit is here in a way. And, and, right. uh, and I know, Dan, for you, that really led you as you personally followed this. You said yes to what's called the Canyon and Adult Formation Program. Can you maybe speak to why it is you decided to take that leap and how that came about? Yeah, it really came about, um, Father, you had mentioned it on one Sunday and uh, tied it into confirmation. So my daughter was going through confirmation at the time. And um, something just moved me to step outside the box. It's not something I've, you know, typically done in a group setting or uh, really shared my faith with others. So it, it was something that um, completely outside the box for me. Mm-hmm. But um, it, what it did is it gave me a chance to reflect, really. I mean, we're all busy. It, it um, allowed me to kind of go back on how I got here and where I was going. And that's what's really what I got out of it in the end. Um, But um, it was a great opportunity, something unique, really, to JP2 that I hadn't experienced in other parishes or um, throughout my my, uh, faith. Can you, uh, thank you, Dan, for sharing that. Can you speak to maybe a dynamic of it or a part of the gathering? So for those that don't know, basically, uh, we start with, a dialogue among a group of people in a table about questions they received two weeks before mm. that I taught them about. So I ta- okay. and then so I teach at the end of the class, the last half of the class, and we give a couple of questions to them, and then they live their life for two weeks thinking about these questions mm. and what it is that they were taught. And then when they come back, they've had time to look and reflect and prepare, and then they speak and share, witness their testimony to the people at their table. Beautiful. Uh, and, their, and their table is the same every time, and so it's a connect to that. And then we take the next step, and the next step of the class is a new topic, new questions. So we do that for 14 times. Uh, we got cut, sh- cut short with COVID last year, but we really had a significant uh, thing. So could you maybe speak, Dan, to some of the dynamics or uh, a time where you sort of really appreciate or something you've thought about a moment, something somebody said that's really impacted you? I think the biggest impact I had is um, sitting at the round table and understanding I'm not the only one going through, you know, challenges in life. Um, And we had some really personal experiences that we shared as we got comfortable talking to the individuals that we were seated with. Um, 
and that, I guess that was the most impactful for me. Um, just knowing that there's others out there that are experiences challenge. I mean, everybody has moments in their life where they question their faith. Um, and then just being able to share that and walk through how you got over that or, you know, help others, um, get over that as well. Um, Yeah. So, is yeah. this the same group that you have every every time you come back? Do you sit at the same table with the same group of people? Yeah, we do. Um, so, Father broke it out between the men and and women, which um, I kind of like that. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just, uh, being um, a male, it's it's a little easier to open up. I think in that mm-hmm. environment where I can talk to other males about guy stuff, you know, um, some of it was, you know, if we're talking about football to start with or something, and that breaks into other stuff in your life that's going on. Um, but um, I, I really like that environment. I, I think it opened it up for me, and it wasn't as and it wasn't as um, intimidating. Um, mm-hmm. And then you just got to know that particular group that you're with uh, throughout the canon and the experience. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Dan, we've only got a couple minutes before our first break, but can you describe what your faith life was like before the canyon? Um, honestly, um, it was really just going through the motions. I think everybody goes through that in their life. Um, but uh, what the canyon did is it opened up, like I said, a chance for me to reflect on where I was, what I was doing, and um, how I can better... Um, you know, I guess open up my faith because I'm mm-hmm. pretty much I'm a pretty private person, but it's, it wasn't always comfortable for me to share, you know, my thoughts as, as far as, and I don't know, it's probably every Catholic who experiences that as well. We're not particularly um, open on our beliefs, and, and this up provided an opportunity for me to open that box up and, and mm-hmm. expand that. Beautiful. Well, for those of you that are just joining us, I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we're broadcasting this morning Real Presence Live from John Paul II in Harrisburg, South Dakota. And we're talking with Dan Kolbeck, and we're talking about the canyon and how it's affected his life here um, at JP2 Parish. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to dive a little deeper See if we can't open that Dan can of worms a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> He's squiggling already. I, I know. Tell. I know. He's like, I won't be here yeah. after the break. <laughs> so stay right there. We'll be back with more Real Presence Live right after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision provides eye exams for the whole family and specialty services like vision therapy and custom contact lenses. We offer a variety of frames with missions you can believe in, like Moto Eyewear, which gives away a pair of glasses to a child in need for every frame sold. We are so grateful for your support and grateful to be supporting RPR. You can learn more about our mission at lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. 
Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do. For if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them. You are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. As a working Catholic professional, your needs and priorities for returning to college don't match a traditional campus experience. That's why the University of Mary has created a portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online graduate programs that are sure to align with today's needs. Advance your skills while strengthening your faith at the University of Mary. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. Today's Real Presence Live broadcast on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Rose Management. Affordable housing provided. Serving North Dakota and Minnesota. 701-237-6840 or rosemanagement.net. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Caro. And I'm Father John Rutten. And we're broadcasting today from the St. John Paul II Parish here in Harrisburg, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. We've been having a great conversation with Dan Kolbeck. He is part of the Canyon, which is a religious ed group for adults. Yeah, formation process, formation. I think, uh, would maybe be the... Where did you come up with this canyon? Was well, it a, was it a sketch? Um, you know, I, I think Dan said something. Yeah, actually. It is. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it. Uh, yeah. Emily, come over here. Would you please come over here a minute? Oh, you're on the phone. <laughs> okay. You all that are listening can hear or see what's going on. Uh, in my office, up above the door jam is a, is a napkin with a drawing on it. Would you grab that, please? Uh, so... Um, yeah, it's a long process. Dan mentioned how, like, part of the process of the canyon, the formation, is to look at yourself and, like, what brought you here. Mm-hmm. Like, to take seriously that, like, something happened here, that oftentimes in our experience we just move from one thing to the next, but we never really, like, look at it and recognize something and see how it moved it, why mm-hmm. we moved, what our heart. Awesome, Emily. Look at that. Thank he you so much. He has it so framed much. in everything. So I'm not going to show it yet. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, uh, we... And this, and this is, I guess, like what the canyon, how it came about. There's nothing that like brought it about. It's just a series of events that have been paid attention to, that I've been paying attention to, uh, really before I even was a priest. But then it just kind of grew. And in marriage preparation, I realized I wasn't communicating something to the couples that made any difference to them and they didn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to come back. 
Yeah. I'd look at my calendar and be marriage prep, and I'm like, ugh. Ugh. And then I thought, well, what am (laughs) Yeah, right, Dion. (laughs) (laughs) I heard someone laughing. (laughs) And and I thought, what if I just communicated to them the things that that I really believe make a difference in this? Okay, if I just take out, here's marriage prep, and I need to give them these classes in order for them to check the boxes. Mm -hmm. What if I see in them something I can sense they need. I'm the, I've been given the grace of the Holy Spirit as their pastor to help guide them. So what if I'm actually pay attention? What if I'm right? That some form isn't what they need. They need a person to respond to their circumstances. So I just started asking different questions and finding out that most young people that were coming to the church had enormous desire. They were at the church because they wanted something. Mm. Most people weren't there just because they want to check a box. And even if they did want to check a box, it didn't take too long. And they're like, oh, this was different than I thought it was going to be. And what it often was, was looking at concrete life, asking questions about God and where Christ has been and what your journey has been. And usually people could see that God had been in their life and they just didn't pay attention to it. And when they grew in paying attention to the fact that their concrete life was a place in which faith could come alive, that Christ was there, then they wanted more. And so this just kind of grew and developed. And what I found then is I used to draw on napkins. I would doodle on napkins to help people understand things that I was trying to communicate to them. Mm -hmm. And I could see in their eyes that the drawing is the thing that helped. And then we ended up here, and there's a lot in between that I'm skipping, but then we end up here at the parish council, and I basically started living with the parish council when we started in a way more of a dialogue about faith and what's happening in our concrete lives, because if we want to know where God is leading us, we have to know what he's doing right now. Sure. Like, the future of the parish of St. John Paul II isn't our idea. And any time I think I'm implementing my idea for what this parish is going to be, it's always agony, and it never ends up being that anyway. <laughs> So, like, you know, isn't it kind of like parenting, Dan? It is. It's like, like, instead, there's something happening. My child is right in front of me right now. Who are you? Who are you? And so when we just started living parish council this way, we were changing. We were growing. And I thought, I want this for everyone in the parish who desires it. But we can't turn the parish council into 50 people. <laughs> it takes way too long to make a decision. So that long series of events is what produced the canyon, a place where anyone in the parish of St. John Paul II can say yes to a proposal in which they too could be brought into this dialogue. You didn't have to be getting ready for marriage. You didn't have to be in a confirmation program. You didn't have to be on the parish council. Anyone who wants to grow in faith. Uh, and so uh, just... a. Two weeks ago, I did this. This this napkin is sort of like the sketching of the canyon content and the doodles. Uh, and it used to hang in my office, and it was starting to get tattered. And I was like, I don't want this to get lost. So I framed it. That is awesome. And it basically is of a recognition of a process where people enter into relationship with the church, which is a relationship with someone, not a building. Not a theology right. program, right. not a, a conference. It's a person. And oftentimes when we meet that person, we forget how important that person is mm. to the church. The person is the one who we need to pay attention to. Well, and and what so- I find interesting about your approach, Father, and I think you know any priests or 
you know, I work in evangelization every day. You know, those of us, how do you get from checking those folks who are just coming to Mass to check the box to having something of a deeper experience? And I think you're starting to tap into that. How do you get to that next level? How do you awaken these people to the deeper truths of what is available for them? Yeah, Dan, what would you say to that? As someone who's been with me for three years, what would you... Yeah. No, and I saw it in the canyon as well. I I think what um, really, uh, I guess, changed my uh, aspect on on faith was sitting around the table. I mean, I sat next to a doctor. I sat next to a a general contractor. I sat next to a deacon. Um, You know, I sat next to an engineer. Um, it just taking that and, um, getting everyone's perspective on where they are in their life and, um, challenges that they ran into and, and getting a different perspective. I mean, everybody in those different career paths have different perspectives. It's not just career, but it's different, um, you know, where they're at in their life. We had anyone from 30 years old to, you know, 70 years old around that mm-hmm. table that's what really drew me in um you know does that make sense yeah yeah and something's interesting about what you say there dan is what i found is it is important that there's diversity because otherwise we attribute the reason something's happening to us to the similarity Oh, it's, it's all people my age. That's why we love to go. So we need to create the church and everybody my age. But when it's Absolutely. so diverse, you're like, that sounds right, Dan? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Father, what kind of questions are we talking about for reflection that you're giving to the group to ponder for a couple of weeks? What type of questions are these? Are they philosophical or? Well, that's, that's a great question because I think oftentimes I don't think they're philosophical, but the average person is like, wow, Father, these are really. (laughs) Like, can you give us an example that maybe we can ponder in our own lives? Yeah, Not to put you on the spot or anything, but there you go, you're on the spot. (laughs) I think uh, I just want to make sure I'm going to actually have the one we just finished up on. So we took a journey to the banquet, which is the soup kitchen in Sioux Falls, and we served it in groups. Okay, Okay. And then uh, the questions then um, was based on who we are as a human person and the ways in which we sort of react or respond to things that doesn't isn't open to grace. Okay. Okay. So we might, Oh, I don't like, I don't, the banquet's not for me or, Oh yeah. Rah, rah, rah. The banquet's great. Let's all go. Okay. Like pay attention to all that. So what habits have you created in your life, which have made you a better person? Hmm. So as you, as you're like going through the two weeks, then you really been see, Oh, Oh, so you really see it as opposed to just like try and answer real quick. What kinds of circumstances do you find fear present in your life? Uh, in what kind of circumstances do you find joy most present to your life? Okay. Uh, and then where have you, uh, in what circumstance, uh, where have you found grace at work in your life? Um, okay. Anyway, say yeah. you got the point. Now yeah. this, I got to take the banquet out. I shouldn't have even said that this <laughs> class, because watch this, this is what I love about the Canyon. Uh, this class was actually about Thomistic 
psychology of the human person. Like this class was like really deep stuff that just blew my mind when I learned it about who the human person psychology. Yeah. Like St. Thomas understands psychology and who the human person is and your material realm and your spiritual realm and your intellect and all this. Okay. Well, I can't give that class. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I can do? And Dan, I don't think we did this last year, but this year, you know what we did do? We gave a brief version of it. And then I said, watch the movie Inside Out. That's Thomistic psychology. If you watch Inside Out, that that whoever did that knows the human person. It's not totally perfect, but it's pretty close. Hmm. And so all of these questions then are like you can see, where's joy in your life? Where's fear in your life? Uh, And then you come back and then you just share it among the group. And one of the things about the canyon that I've really, really grown to appreciate is you gain affection for people when you share intimate, vulnerable things like that. Mm -hmm. And in a parish, the the priest or the minister or the person that's connected oftentimes is the only person that people are sharing those things with. Right. And now I see groups of people that have deep affection, growing affection for each other because they've shared in this way that they really know each other. And so it's less of a priest centric. The church is priest centric, but it's, it's communally people have relationships. It's not just about whether I like the priest or not. Because what they want is someone to share their life with. They don't care if it's a priest or not. But oftentimes we think it is the priest. But right. un- until we take that away and we realize, oh, Dan Colbeck's an amazing man. And I, if, I can, if I can conclude with this, we get ready for this year's second year of confirmation class. And it's COVID, so we have to have everybody on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And Dan has another right. child in the class. And this was not our plan, but somewhere towards the end of the conversation, Dan, of his own initiative, says to all of the parents, now all of you guys should go to the canyon this year. Oh, really? (laughs) And Dan, you blew me away. (laughs) 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 Because you are a greater witness. I can say it and people expect that. But when what was your experience like of wanting to tell the families that? What is it, what is it in yeah. you that wants others to have that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I wanted them to share the experience I went through. I mean, it really gives the parents an opportunity to share the path of confirmation with their child. Um, and I wanted them all to experience that and reflect on why they're Catholic and you know mm-hmm. what Catholic means to them. Beautiful. I love it. Well, Dan, thank yeah. you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Dan. All right. God bless. We got to take another break, Father. And when we come back, Ron and Patty Fox. Yes. More stories? More stories. I'd love it. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with more Real Presence Live. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 